This is the second of two podcasts recorded between the 5th and the 8th of November 2009 of a 400 nautical mile passage from Turkey to Egypt. Okay, it sounds like we've caught a fish. Right, what have we got here then? Oh, we're liking this. Looks like a Dorado. Slow the boat down, I think. Okay, just just hold it there. Yeah. Looking good, looking good. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, Nearly out the way. Baby, we got one. <laughs> Millie, oh, look at that. Wow! That's gonna gonna get on the net right now and tell everybody. <laughs> Catch, Dorado, the cat is straight in there. <gasps> now, the yeah. Now watch, watch the colours change. You'll start to lose the colours now. Millie, leave it alone. Wow! Look at that. Right. First thing we need to do is to break its neck. So, yeah, if you take that. Oh, and they're trying to get hold of us on the VHF, but there's no way we're talking to any of those guys until we've got this fish well right. and truly caught. So, first of all. What we do is like that. Really get fingers in the gill. So that's the most humane way of doing it. Is it? It's dead now, is it? Well, I hope it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Millie, fish for supper, Moo. An annoying little pussycat in the way. She's helping. Look at this, Moo. That's two foot, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's for a Dorado, it's small. Yeah, okay. Um, it's my first fi first fish. For your first catch, and for our first one in the med, it's a very good one. <laughs> that is, that's a meal. We've seriously got some issues here. Pussy. Mini. Okay, Rome 2, Rome 2, Esper, Esper. Oh, it is. Hi, Terry. Yes, yeah, sorry, we, uh, we had to stop there. Had a minor emergency over. Everything all right? Yeah, it's um, bright blue and green and two foot long and we're having it for supper. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an emergency to me, over. You should have seen us running around the deck, our first big fish off Esper. It's fantastic. And you've landed it all right? Yes, with the help of Millie, um, we landed it. She, it's two foot long, it's going to make a nice meal. Um, Millie's more excited, I should think, than anybody else. And, uh, yeah, between us, we've got it on the deck. Fantastic. Uh, what sort of fish? It's the Dorado. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, dead, dead happy about that. In fact, what I was doing is I was bringing my old trolling line, which is an ancient thing, and I just put together a new one. And as I was bringing the old one in, suddenly uh, one of the oldest, na most knackered bits of bait caught this bloody great fish. Well done, and a lovely dinner at the boot. Okay, just filleting it now. And we've got two very, very big slices from each side. Probably last two meals, actually. And the great thing about having a cat is that none of this goes to waste because there is an extremely impatient cat waiting down below. I had to lock her away because she was driving me nuts. But So that's one side done. It's just 
getting dark. We're just starting to lose light now, so I'll just quickly do this other side, and then I guess young madam down below can have the rest. What a great catch. Well done, Liz. line there. It's been leaning over the side looking at the phosphorescence. So it's my turn on the uh, first night watch of the second night. Well after all the excitement of catching that Dorado which I quickly filleted and uh, handed over to Liz. I cooked a wonderful dinner. Had it griddled with lemon juice, butter and rocket and potato salad. Oh wonderful. What, uh, what makes this sailing malarkey worthwhile especially especially because I've been quite fractious this last day or two I think just uh, general sort of anxiety about uh, setting off on this long trip and uh, first couple of days of any long crossing are always difficult because your body's getting into a routine and so our bodies aren't really in a routine yet but when you catch a fish like that and the setting as well it was an amazing salmon pink sky really does make it worthwhile and so that's lifted our spirits and so I have a belly full of fish I can sit back and enjoy the moon coming up which Liz told me was quite a fantastic sight last night so I'll keep an eye out for that well after the frenzied activity of catching fish for the first time on Esper Today uh, we are now sailing, listen to the sound of Esper sailing, oh, so nice to have that engine off, it's, um, what is the time, I think it's 19.45 on Friday, um, we had our supper of grilled Dorado and potatoes and rocket, it was the best supper yet. Anyway, sailing, 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 lovely, lovely, lovely. And the moon is up. The winds coincided with the moon coming up and the sails going out and the engine going off. Slight problem with the main in that the car for the um, outhaul has broken, so it's jury-rigged at the moment. We're not a full main. It's, it's half out, but we've got both four, four sails out and a mizzen. And we're getting a good five knots. Um... Oh, looking good. Uh, well, I have to say this is pretty much my idea of perfect sailing. It's night time. There's hardly any waves. Nice, consistent beam reach wind, which means it's coming across the centre of the boat. All the sails are out and we're just uh, cruising along nicely at a respectable six knots. And that engine isn't on anymore, which is the great thing. So it's just the sound of the waves. And what's more, I've even managed to balance the boat, so I don't even have to put the autopilot on and I don't have to sit over the wheel, which is always a bonus. But the reason why I turn this on is just to record Prosperity, 
Liz's capture today at Dorado. I'm secretly very, very pleased for her because it was a uh, it was a great catch. It was a great supper as well. But um, we were talking earlier about your idea of happiness and uh, what makes you happy. And Liz said that you know catching that fish that's the sort of thing that makes her happy. And uh, it was it was a very special occasion. So. Uh, yeah, that's going, that's going down in history, that one. We'll remember that one. It's the second night, and uh, at 03.25 hours, let it be known that I have been sailing Esper all on my own for three hours. Um, started off six knots plus, caught up the boat in front, who are now running alongside us and it's been great I've loved it a bit scared at the beginning but um, just loving it now and uh, just saw a shooting star or was it an alien all very good it's been a good day today God, I hate this time in the morning. I really do. I feel so groggy. It's four o'clock. Just got up for my second night watch. On the second night. This is like the uh, graveyard shift. This is just done three hours on the helm. We're actually sailing now, so we're not using the autopilot. So that means concentrating. Four o'clock in the morning. What a rubbish time to be drinking strong coffee, but needs must. Oh, I just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> well, it's 20 past four now. 20 minutes since I've got up. Boat sailing itself, which is nice. Just made myself a coffee. Made me f feel sick. Biscuits have gone all soggy. Just had to go and change the gas. Just run out of gas. There's blood everywhere, all over the back deck. That was from the slaughter earlier this evening. Oh, strangely, everything tastes of Dorado. Dear. I just hope things improve. Ah, oh, right. It's quarter to five. Same watch. My back absolutely kills. Really aches. So, whilst I was at helm, I, um, I lay down and I discovered a new way of steering the boat. So basically, whilst looking looking up at the sky, providing I keep my main mast in between a planet and a bright star, and I can see Orion's belt, as long as I keep that at the end of my boom, and his sword also almost runs parallel to the mizzen forestay. So if I keep all these things in line, and not forgetting that, of course, the moon is just... Oh, uh, no, it's not working. See, I've lost it again. 
Then nothing to worry about. Let's go back to sleep. Right, let's try that again. Okay, it's now 5:30 on my watch. I'm not complaining anymore. Promise. The uh, wind speed's picked up now. It's. Uh, I don't know, probably 17, 18 knots true, still across the beam, and we're zipping along now at six and a half, seven knots. And uh, what makes this particularly special is the fact that we still have the moon right in the uh, apex of the sky, but we also have the sun just about to start rising in the east. It's very strange. It's like someone's got a spotlight on us. But uh, this is. Uh, Oh, and the waves have picked up in height as well. They're probably, I don't know, a metre and a half or something. But uh, anyway, cracking sail. This is what it's all about. And the other thing is, this is perfect uh, fishing speed, this. This is when you catch, start to catch game fish. But, um, oh, oh yeah, that's right. We don't need to. We've already caught one. I suppose I should actually think about taking some sail in, reducing the uh, the main, but with this uh, lashed down outhaul problem that I've got, it's not so easy to do on my own, so I think I'm just going to keep going like this for another hour and a half, and, uh, whoa, and wait for Liz to get up. waves as I say they're about a meter and a half sometimes two meters which of course causes the uh, boat to bounce up and down and occasionally its bow dips into the water and gallons of water pour down the side of the deck you can hear that in the background sometimes the force of the uh, waves pushes the uh, bow off course so I'm steering anywhere between 120 and 150 on the compass That moon is still lighting up the sky, but um, we're seeing more sort of light coming from dawn over in the east now, which creates this very strange sort of grey, uh, silvery effect on the water as it travels underneath us. It's 09.50 hours. I've been on watch since 0. 7.30 hours and uh, oh no, oh 6.30 hours and um, we've got quite a lot of wind you might be able to hear gusting up to 20 got quite high waves um, 2 to 3 metres I should think some of them and when we slide down those we're getting 7 knots or more it's been, a, it's been exhilarating it's been great fun and we're really shifting along now <laughs> Jamie's coming back on to watch um, I was joined by a little bird at one stage, tweeting along, came and sat next to me for a bit, and just now I was able to pick up the Turkish radio weather forecast, which I then was able to broadcast to the other three boats on the rally. 
It's looking good. It's exciting stuff. Well, we're on the last leg of the journey now. Uh, it's nearly five in the morning. I've been on watch since two. We're coming in towards Port Said. Now, this is the tricky bit. Lots and lots of things to look at on the charts, ways you can go in, ways you shouldn't go in, things to avoid. Um, but between us, we seem to have worked out a route based on the, what the Red Sea Pilot Guide says. So lots of ships all around, some of whom are heading into port side alongside us, mostly cargo ships, the odd tanker, and some coming out. Um, the AIS system, which identifies them on our computer screen, is absolutely fantastic. It tells you exactly what speed they're doing and the direction in which they're going, so you can work out if, it's, if there's a collision um, potential or not really, really easily. It's an absolute godsend. So glad we bought it. Um, it's uh, quiet, not much wind, a little bit of cloud cover, but the moon again, really, really brilliant. So plenty of light, really, all in all. That's about it. I shall wake Jamie up soon, and we should be getting to our next waypoint which is the first waypoint for our entry into Portside in the next three quarters of an hour or so when the dawn will start up and um, hopefully we'll have a good visibility to help us guide ourselves in there. Well, after a cracking sail yesterday, we've now uh, got the engine back on and we're now in the outer approaches to Portside. And to be honest, it's uh, it's been flat calm. I've hardly seen any other boats at all. It's uh, it's been quite uh, uneventful. But we're now approaching the big shipping anchorage. So I'm looking out across the bay, and there are quite a few big tankers all at anchor. We're going to take a shortcut and navigate through them, and then we'll approach the northern cardinal, which is a buoy uh, marked fairway, and that's where we radio through to the port authority and they will, uh, depending on their mood, send out a pilot to join us who comes aboard our boat and um, we motor down the beginning of the canal and into Port Ford. Well, one thing I have noticed as we've approached Port Side is the temperature. In fact it's so warm I've just put some shorts on. When we left Turkey it was uh, getting a bit chilly like a, an English autumnal day, you know, it was uh, long trousers, jumpers in the evening but we're back to shorts and t-shirt and uh, well, that's no bad thing, is it? Oh, it's the morning after, the night before we arrived in Egypt and a uh, good 10 hours sleep sees us bite-eyed and bushy-tailed and raring to go. It's fantastic. Can't believe it. We're in Egypt. We made it out of Turkey. We had a fantastic crossing, all kinds of highlights, uh, King Bronco Seas, Dorados, Milky Ways, Aliens. It was all brilliant. Um, so now Port Said, uh, we wait here a couple of days while we get ourselves prepared to go down the Suez Canal. Both uh, can't stop smiling and all the other guys on all the other boats are all also very happy. It's a, a really great time and so far, so good. This podcast was brought to you by followtheboats.com.